Hello, and welcome back to the Calorie Deficit University podcast. My name is Alexis. I am the show's host and creator. If you are new here, welcome. We are so happy and just glad that this podcast has been able to help and reach so many people. If you have not yet, um, please go ahead and subscribe or follow. Uh, You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Um, We post new episodes here every single Friday, bright and early in the morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, please go ahead and give us a review. It really helps get the word out um, and just get all of the episodes out to people who maybe haven't heard of us before. I am sure that many of you today have clicked on this episode thinking, oh my gosh, Alexis, you're supporting a fad diet. Wow. Has she changed her tune? What is going on? I will admit I titled this episode with a little bit of clickbait in mind. Uh, So I do apologize about that, but I do want to start off with the point of why low carb diets work or seem to work for everybody. There's just been this keto craze and I do see that the keto craze is coming to coming to an end finally. I'm just so ready for this dumb diet to finally just die. <laughs> I it has just been honestly a wild ride in the fitness industry since keto has boomed. Um just mainly because it's taken the world, I feel like by storm, um, as tend fad diets tend to do right now. I think what's on the rise is intuitive eating, which we're getting a little bit more towards what is the overall comprehensive, better way to consume food. Um, but man, the, the keto diet, I just like grinds my gears. And I, I just find so many people, um, who come to me who are, who are at a loss, who have tried so hard for many years or, um, have you it to lose weight have said, Oh, I tried keto. I lost 40 pounds is amazing. And then I stopped keto and I gained it all back and some. And so we're going to talk about that part of it today as well. But let's go ahead and start out first and foremost. Why do low carb diets even work in the first place? Because yeah, they do work. People go on uh, keto or they go on low carb um, and they do end up losing weight. Um, And sometimes they don't, which we can also talk about. But for the first major blaring, like gut-wrenching reason why low-carb diets work is, I I would think, a pretty blatantly obvious reason when you first start to really think about it. You're cutting out an entire major food group, okay? You're just saying, we're not going to eat that. We're not going to eat bread. We're not going to eat rice. We're not going to eat pasta. You're literally saying no chips, no potatoes. Like you're cutting out an entire food group out of your whole diet. And you're saying, we're not going to eat that. And that is a majority of where calories come from. So that's the second point. Carbs are higher in calories most of the time. That's just the nature of what they are. And and, and it's a good thing that they're higher in calories. They're meant to act as um, something that keeps you full, you know, is warms your stomach, has fiber. Like potatoes are not the enemy. Potatoes are really good for you. They have fiber and nutrients and protein. Like they are very, very good for you and they are not the enemy. But are they higher in calories than say vegetables? 
Yeah. Are they higher in calories than say fruit? Of course they are. Now, are they the enemy because they have higher calories? No, if anything, that's a revolutionized, amazing thing for the food industry to help reduce famine and reduce hunger. We can produce Um, potatoes and rice on these mass scales to reduce starvation throughout the world. Like that's an amazing thing. But then in our Western culture, when we have unlimited access to food, we abuse that. We overeat um, all of our calories all day long. So it's kind of the same thing, just like carbs are higher in calories comparatively to the rest of the food groups. So are fats, again, like fats are incredibly highly dense calorically. Um, but fats are harder to eat. It's harder to sit down and eat an entire avocado or five tablespoons of fat. It's just the reality of the situation is it's much easier to overeat carbs than any other food group because they're absolutely delicious. I mean that I fully, fully believe that that is how we were designed is to consume carbs and love carbs because that is what would help sustain us if we were hunter and gatherers in the wild. They are an amazing uh, food source and should not be cut out of your diet. So the next point that I kind of just mentioned is carbs are much easier to overeat because they're absolutely delicious. Some of the best uh, things I've ever eaten in the whole entire world are pasta or potatoes, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. Carbs are absolutely delicious. And when you pair them with fat and salt, you've just got this recipe for absolute deliciousness that can be literally can't be denied. And so you end up overeating those things um, when you don't, you don't need all those calories to live. And And that's the bottom line when it comes to food intake is for a lot of people, you have to have the perspective change that it's more or less not about eating as few calories as possible, but it's about eating the the right amount of calories that you should have been eating all along. Um, when you've been now you're overweight because you're eating in a surplus of calories, or you have been eating in a surplus of calories for an extended period of time. Another huge factor about uh, low-carb diets or keto diets that most don't consider is that when you cut out an entire food group like that, it forces you to eat other foods like fruit and vegetables and lean protein sources. You can't just eat butter and oil all day long, so you're automatically forced to eat other foods that just so happen to end up being lower in calories, yet higher in volume. So all that means is that, for example, like fruit and vegetables, lean protein, they are lower in calories, but they take up a lot more space comparatively to how low the calories are. So like a a cup of pasta is going to be so much smaller um, in like uh, excuse me, a cup of pasta versus a cup of chicken, although they're going to be the same size, like cup size, the calories comparatively, the chicken is going to have so much less calories, but they take up the same amount of room in your stomach. 
Um, that's what I mean by volume um, increasing comparatively to the calories. Um, the same thing goes for oil as well. That's why it's so important to measure out your oil when you're trying to focus on losing weight um, because it is a very, very easy thing to just drizzle on there and you've ended up with five tablespoons when you originally intended to only eat half a tablespoon. Um, so that's something to keep in mind with that as well. And then another point of why low carb diets just work is because it fo- it forces you to actually hyper and hyper focus on your food intake. And that's where I just kind of, it boggles my mind. It's like, you'll talk to people who are really into keto and you'll be like, Oh, like, you know, how do you track this, that, and the other? And they are obsessed about tracking their carbs, obsessed about tracking how much fat they're getting. But then if you ask them, Hey, like maybe um, focus on tracking calories and see how that works for you. It's a no go tracking calories, toxic, doesn't work. And it's like, it's actually the same mechanisms tracking your macros, your calories, like overall, it is the same mechanisms. And it's just a tool to help you better understand what you're consuming. And this hyperfixation actually what is, is what usually ends up being unsustainable, um, and, and not helpful. And that's why even with my clients, I don't have them hyperfixate on, you know, how many grams of fat are they getting? How many grams of carbs are they getting? All I ask with my clients is focus on getting in this calorie range. You don't even have to get like this exact calorie number. Just fall in this range and then try and shoot for X amount of grams of protein a day. And if you can't get it, that's okay, but let's shoot for it and do our best, right? It creates such a more sustainable mindset versus the latter. You've got so much hyperfixation on this. It's just not sustainable over time. And then let's talk about the next point of why low carb diets work. And I I just love this one because science is great. What happens is when you don't eat enough carbs, sufficient carbs, um, you start to feel like junk, first of all. So that's why you have that keto flu because you feel energy depleted. You just feel sick all the time because your body does need carbs. Um, It's how a huge mechanism of just all types of cell processing throughout your body, ATP, that sort of thing. But your glycogen stores, which are just a a piece um, of like the energy puzzle that your body processes and uses energy, When you don't have carbs, you have low glycogen. So your glycogen stores in your cells are way less full. So yeah, that leads to things like less bloating. So you're not holding as much water and things like that. So you have this kind of um, fake feeling that you've lost weight or you're skinny, less bloated, when in reality, you just have literally obliterated your glycogen stores. And so you're exhausted all of the time because you don't have this well-balanced energy filling diet. Um, and, and so really the bottom line that I, I really wish that we would understand and, and realize about these fad diets is that that's all it is. It's a fad diet. And any diet that tells you you must restrict this or you can't have that 
or you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that is toxic and unsustainable. Now I say that with a caveat of some people have to create boundaries with their food. For example, like if you know, I, if I have a box of Cheez-Its and Pop-Tarts and all these things in my pantry, of course, I'm going to reach for those things first. So do you put boundaries with yourself and you limit yourself on purchasing those items? Yes. But are you saying that carbs are toxic? You can't have those ever. They're going to make you gain weight, blah, blah, blah. That's incorrect. The reality of life, the scientific reality is that carbs are fine. You can eat carbs. You need carbs to live. Carbs are good for you. Carbs make you feel better. You have to intake carbs or you will not succeed at your weight loss. And the scientific reality is that it is all about calories in versus calories out when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to muscle building, calories, a unit of measurement for energy for your body is very, very important when it comes to understanding how you operate, how you lose weight, how you gain muscle, so on and so forth. And the really what happens is most people, they go about their life where they get into a pattern of behaviors where they end up eating in a surplus time and time again. And they may not be eating in a surplus every single day, but if you think about it out of the whole entire year, if you add up every birthday, every holiday, every day off, every weekend, every celebration, every anniversary, and you put all of those days together and every single one of those days when it is, was an extreme binge or an extreme like high, high, high calorie intake day and you average it out, you end up being in a net surplus at the end of the year, which just means you ate more calories into your body than your body actually needed to be alive, well, that's why you aren't having any progress, usually at the end of the day, because consistency is king when it comes to losing weight. It just is. And you have to change your baseline of patterns and behaviors to be able to have successful and sustainable weight loss over time. And most of the time that includes changing your lifestyle to where you're not as sedentary as you are. Really, truthfully, being sedentary is probably, in my professional opinion, as a personal trainer, being sedentary is one of the worst things you can do for your health. Um, it leads to back pain, hip pain, um, you know, injuries. Being sedentary is, we're just not designed for it. You're designed to be upright, walking, moving, doing as much as you can. Um, and so if you have not started working out or you haven't, um, been on a journey of where you have a lot of movement, if your lifestyle supports an incredibly sedentary state, I would recommend starting with walking. Walking is the best form of steady state cardio. It is highly underrated walk, get in five, 10,000 steps a day, go on a 30 minute walk outside, make it enjoyable. Listen to a podcast, listen to a book, improve your mental health. Um, you'll see huge, huge improvements and benefits from doing that. Um, but again, it takes hard work. It takes consistency. Um, it takes lots and lots of focus and trial and error to be able to figure out what works exactly for you. Okay. Now let's go ahead and talk about why you lose weight on keto and then gain it all back. Um, so we just, we hit on why keto or low carb works, right? You're cutting out a food group. Carbs are higher in calories. Carbs are easier to overeat, forces you to eat more vegetables and fruit and lean protein, forces you to hyperfixiate on your food intake, glycogen stores are less, blah, blah, blah. We talked all about that. Now, why, since it does work, do people gain it all back after? 
Bottom line is it's unsustainable. It is unsustainable to cut out a major food group, which means you can't do it for the rest of your life. It is unsustainable to never eat potatoes or rice or pasta or, or, or et cetera, et cetera, ever again. Um, it is unsustainable to be tracking your food, um, and planning out your meals with that much hyper fix fixation. Honestly, the, the meals, the, the amount of prep and planning it goes into, uh, to eat keto is just unsustainable. I mean, some of those recipes and like things that you need to eat, it is complex. Like it is complicated. And so click, click, click. This is the huge, huge, huge biggest thing. If from this whole episode, if you could have a takeaway and understand is if you are willing and can put in the work to do a low carb diet, a keto diet, whole 30 weight watchers, whatever it is, these complex over the top diets, then you can absolutely eat in a calorie deficit for weight loss because most likely you already did, right? You just weren't tracking your food and you just weren't planning. Genuinely, at the end of the day, weight loss is simple. All it takes is being in a calorie deficit. And the best way to do that is tracking your food by weighing it on a food scale and planning ahead of time. Seriously, it's those three things. And, and that is way oversimplifying it for sure. Like there are some nuances within it and setbacks and, and obviously optimization that you can put in place to help you succeed better at those goals. But at the end of the day, if you really want to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. Again, track your food on a scale, a food scale, um, and plan ahead make a plan and stick to it. Um, so basically what happens when people do keto, they are successful, they lose 40, 40, whatever, 50 pounds, then they stop, right? They've hit their goal and they stop. They're like, great. I'm a couple things will happen. They'll go exactly back to what they did before they did keto. So all of their eating habits will return. Number two, they realize that keto, the way of how they feel, how expensive it is, what, you know, all X, Y, and Z, the prep, the, the mental space that it takes up, it's, it's unsustainable. So they just stop and then they don't know what to do. So they just eat whatever and they gain it all back. Um, it, and then two, because you've been depleting your glycogen stores for ho however long, so you haven't been eating any carbs generally what happens is because you are so, so restrictive and you said, I can absolutely never have any carbs. What do you do when you stop? You eat every carb in sight and you just eat and eat and eat until you feel sick of the carbs. And so you undo all of the crazy hard work and restriction that you did. And I see this, that's on like the extreme scale, but I see this all the time with my clients on, on a minute scale, which is, you know, they're perfect Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, they restrict maybe really heavily Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then when the weekend rolls around, they end up binging. So because they heavily restricted all week long, they end up just binging everything in sight because 
that hyper restriction is not sustainable. So again, a huge piece of weight loss that most people miss is the excuse me, the sustainability part. Sustainability. Um, your diet, as in like what you intake in your food, um, if you can't do it for the next 15, 20 years or more, or, or, or more, then it's not a diet to be trifled with. Like it's not one that you should just do at all. Like you, you shouldn't even consider it. And so that's why it's really important to learn how you can modify your current food intake to a way that you like. So maybe that includes experiencing new foods, cooking for yourself more, eating out less, um, but also including the foods that you enjoy, that you love, that you genuinely get excited and happy about so that you can sustain your weight loss for the rest of your life. Because if what you're doing right now, i.e. low carb keto, um, if what you're doing right now is not something that you could do forever and ever, then Let me tell you what, you're not going to do it forever and ever. And that's just the reality of it. Now let's talk about um, why some people can't lose weight on low carb diets or they tried keto and it didn't work. So there's a couple reasons why that I usually see. First reason is they didn't really give it a good try. Um, So they try it for a few days and then bloopity bleep, fall off, whatever, or they were actually sticking to those keto guidelines of extreme restriction and things like that. So they weren't actually giving it a good try. Uh, then a second reason is um, they were still eating in a high calorie surplus, or they were eating still the same amount of calories as before. Um, or three, they're eating crap. So you're still eating like, and again, I say crap with sensitivity. Like uh, these are still foods that I eat all the time, like cream cheese and and bacon and these very high ticket calorie items. um, And they're not including real food in their diet. And again, I say real with sensitivity in the sense of like food that comes from the ground. um, That is not like overly, again, processed. I know it's like a trigger word, but processed in the sense of like, vegetables are as they are. Yes, they go through a processing type where it comes from the ground. It goes from the farm to the blah, blah. I know that. I'm talking about something from a package, like like not a keto bomb, like not, you know, these keto cookies, keto, like these hot, all these ingredients lists that you just end up overeating anyways. Because really, if you would have just had one cookie, you would have been satisfied. But because you're eating keto, you had an entire bag of cookies because you couldn't really satisfy that need to have cookies, right? At the end of the day, why people don't lose weight, the overarching thing of why they don't lose weight on keto is because they are not actually in a calorie deficit. Um, so they're not going to lose weight. And I know people are going to come at all into this podcast episode and be like, ketones, this, and this, da, da, blah, da, da, that. The reality of the situation, the scientific reality is keto was never intended for weight loss. Um, keto was intended as a medical, uh, practice as a medically prescribed diet for a certain group of people. Um, and of course the fad industry, fad diet industry had to take it over and claim it for itself. So if you want to go ahead and cut out an entire food group, um, to lose weight, be my guest, 
it's not sustainable. You'll come back in three months and be like, wow, that didn't really work. Um, or I felt like crap or now I'm going to, now I gained it all back. Um, again, at the end of the day, the scientific reality is you have to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose weight. And I don't know why, but like even TikTok has blocked that word calorie deficit because it's gotten this really, really bad reputation. And it's just a word like all that calorie deficit means. It doesn't mean that you're starving yourself. It doesn't mean that you're not eating. Um, it, it doesn't mean any of that. All calorie deficit means is that the a calorie, a calorie is a unit of measurement, is an energy, is what our body recognizes as energy, as a unit of measurement, um, and it turns that into energy so that we can live. So all a calorie deficit means is that the food that you're consuming is less than what your body needs to do the activities throughout the day that you're doing, right? To be alive. And so what happens is when you don't consume the same amount of calories or more calories than what your body needs, your body starts to use the excess fat that it's stored for this very moment. Your body wants to survive. Your body wants to live. It wants to thrive. And so what it does is when you eat in a calorie surplus, it stores that energy. It stores that food because it doesn't recognize the very fact that we live in a Western society and have unlimited access to food all the time. Your body thinks that there will be periods of time where there won't be food. Your body thinks that there will be periods of time where it will need to warm itself more because it doesn't realize that we don't live outside anymore. Our bodies have not adapted to the life that we live now. Our bodies have not adapted to our very sedentary lifestyles. And so unfortunately, and fortunately, however you look at it, our bodies are incredibly like amazing. They're amazing. They want you to survive. They want you to be comfortable. Um, and, and so what happens is people don't realize is that your body really doesn't need this many calories, that many calories. Like we don't need 10,000 calories a day to live, which is amazing. Cause think about it. If you needed to constantly be eating every 10 minutes to live, our lives would be completely consumed with eating. Your body is designed to recharge, refuel, and then keep going for hours on end. That is amazing. Like your body is designed to not die while you sleep. Like you don't eat for eight hours when you sleep or more. Like that is an amazing thing that your body can just like run like kind of like a car, right? Like you fill up your car and it goes like it's the same thing. Your body can run on this energy that it stores up for you, which is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I think if you think about your body more in that sense, um, like a machine and then the, the food that you eat does fuel it, you can try and treat your body better um, and try and be just treat your body well. Um, and I fully understand again, and have the deepest sensitivities and sincerities for the fact that food tastes amazing. That's another survival mechanism that our body has put in place. Um, food, you know, that tastes really good, like carbs and fats when mixed together, it's an amazing high calorie deliciousness that your body says, yes, give me more. I want more calories, uh, so that I can have more energy to keep going and moving on. But we don't move after that. 
right? We eat and then we sit. And so like if you do move and you did have a laborious lifestyle, you would need to eat more calories. I mean, there's um this trainer at um I my gym and he has to eat 4000 plus calories a day in order to maintain his muscle mass. If he doesn't eat that amount of calories, his body will start to deteriorate and use his muscle mass because he's very low um, in body fat percentage. Um, He's got an immense amount of muscle mass and he's a big dude. Like I think he's six, four and he is massive. Like he front squats, 350 pounds for fun. Like that's not even his max. Um, like he is a big dude. Um, and he needs a lot of calories, like four over 4,000 calories is a lot of food to be eating. He has to eating it to him feels like a full-time job. Um, but he eats fruit, vegetables, lean protein. He's eating a lot of volume of food um, because the food that he's eating that's nutritious doesn't have a ton of calories in it. And so in order for him to get in calories, he's got to eat peanut butter and um, protein shakes to get in enough calories for the day quickly, effectively, and efficiently. Um, And I think that's another thing that most people miss out on is Although having more muscle mass doesn't um, significantly raise your ability to eat more, um, being more active as like your baseline um, does significantly bring up your ability to eat more. And so if you combine all of those magic pieces, weight loss becomes so much more manageable. So when you're eating fruit, uh, veggies, lean protein, and then you're also paying attention to your calorie intake and you're also making sure imp- that you're prioritizing an incredibly highly active lifestyle. All of those pieces start to come together and the weight loss just seems so much more manageable and so much more enjoyable instead of sitting at your desk and being hungry. Um, so I really hope that today's episode can provide some clarity for you guys and and just some overall understanding of why keto, low carb, even just fad diets in general end up having these just high booming um crazy either success stories or viral um aspect of them um because at the end of the day unfortunately being in a calorie deficit for weight loss is not sparkly. It's not shiny. It's not special. It's not marketable. It is just boring and lame and hard to do. Um, and it's very hard to change your habits. It's very hard to eat less, um, carbs and salt and fat. And it's very hard to eat more vegetables and fruit. If you aren't used to eating fruit and vegetables at every single mealtime or every single time you put food in your mouth, if you're not used to eating a high protein diet, that is also very hard to transition into because you feel like a stuffed pork pig. Um, but the reality is a calorie deficit is the only way you're going to lose weight. And if anyone has lost weight saying, you know, I did keto and I lost weight, or I did this diet whole 30 and I lost weight at the end of the day, they were in a calorie deficit. Again, just think about it every birthday, every holiday. If there's a keto girl there, keto guy or keto -er, they're literally 
not partaking in the holiday. They're not partaking in the birthday. They're not partaking in the events anymore. You know, they're not drinking as much alcohol. They're paying attention to their food intake. They can't, they have to bring their own food because they can't eat the food that is there. If you're eliminating all of these factors because you're being way overly restrictive or hyper aware and you're preparing all of your food, you stop eating out because you can't under, you can't eat keto out all the time because there's really not that great of options, X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. Really, again, you're setting yourself up for success to be in a calorie deficit at the end of the day, but then you undo it all by stopping that extreme dieting behavior. So just keep it simple, implement the very key core basic principles of weight loss, diet and exercise, eating healthier, prioritizing protein, prioritizing fruit, prioritizing vegetables. It becomes easier the more you do it. It's going to take longer than you want it to take, but you've got this. You can do it. Always, if you need to, reach out to me on social media. I try to respond um, to as many messages as possible. If you message me things like, um, hey, I eat the X, Y, and Z and this calorie that, and and you are more looking for a consultation, um, we can have a 30-minute consultation that I can book with you, um, but it is not as effective for me to message you back um, what I would do in a 30-minute consultation. I would be happy to schedule a consultation with you to assess your goals and set you up for success. Um, if you have general questions or need help finding different recipes or links. I'm happy to do that as well. Um, Just message me and let me know. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I really, really appreciate you guys. Um, If you have any questions or you'd like to hear any different or new episodes, please let me know. Um, As we are approaching the holiday season, um, we are going to dive deep in how to survive the holiday season. Um, with all my little tips and tricks, um, basically of how to succeed, um, and keep your goals under wrap. Maybe you've already lost weight, um, and you want to sustain your weight loss over the holidays and you don't want to gain it back. I am going to help you with that. So please stay tuned. Very excited about that. Um, if you are looking for food recipes or things like that and you don't know what to eat, um, TikTok, my TikTok is full of that. Lex Bab CPT, L-E-X-B-A-B-B-C-P-T. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye-bye.